Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Content Conversations podcast. Uh, we're on episode 27 today. This is a really exciting one. This is another interview. Um, we're going to be talking about how to use video to set your brand apart. Um, before we introduce our guest, my name is Connor. I'm a copywriter. And my name is Grace, and I am a wedding photographer. And our guest today is Jose. He's a photographer and videographer with Praise Media. He's also worked with Do South, which is a creative branding agency um, based out of Waco and San Antonio. So he's with us today to share some of his expertise. Yeah, it's super fun. I actually worked with Jose at a wedding in San Antonio, and he did an amazing job and was so much fun to work with. We had a blast. So welcome, Jose. Thank you. Appreciate it. So we'd love to just like start out just kind of getting to know you. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, let's see. I am from San Diego, California. Uh, went to school. Got a completely irrelevant degree in child development. Uh, <laughs> huge passion for um, just early education and intervention. Um, did that for a little bit and then just fell in love with photography. And then eventually that grew into... Uh, a huge passion for videography. Um, I guess we'll just kind of like dive deep into, not deep, but just kind of dive into my roots and what I do. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so out of college, I picked up my old camera. It was just like a consumer camera and my wife and I had been dating and I kind of decided to start taking photos. And as I did more research, I realized that I needed a crop sensor camera. I mean, a, not a crop sensor, a full frame camera in order to kind of like, quote unquote, be pro. And that was kind yeah. of like my mindset back then. So I almost stopped. I figured I'd pick it back up whenever I had enough money to make an investment. And my wife to take photos with my dad's film camera. And so that was like 2013. And film was kind of like, like renaissance. Um, and we just dived into that and probably spent more money on developing film um, than it would have cost to purchase a full frame camera, but it, we loved it. And so <laughs> from there, I financed a camera and then I financed like a MacBook Pro and paid it off within that like 23 month period. Y'all know how that is, maybe. Yeah, right, right. Um, and it just, it's grown and did a lot of work in San Diego with nonprofits. Um, and then when I came to Texas, I hooked up with Tanner at Do South and he gave me the opportunity to just shoot a bunch of random cool things um, and really build a video department. So awesome. I'd say like, it's just been a journey and it's been really cool and I've gone to some cool places and there's my long winded answer. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so that when, good. when did you um, like start your business technically? Um, I always say that I'm, I'm a product of like Instagram, you know, everyone's <laughs> a photographer, everyone's a videographer, but I think I kind of stuck with it and instead of just kind of making it a fad or something yeah, fun sure. to do in 2014, I really just pursued it and eventually people yeah. started asking me to shoot things. Um, and then, then began the awkward, like money talk slash <laughs> getting my fictitious business name and trying to be as legit as possible while also learning and making right. mistakes so um I forgot the question but I think I answered it yeah you did you did so okay, you started cool. it around 2014 <laughs> yeah yeah 
I love that. Do you like have any formal like training with the videography or like how did you like learn all of that part? Um, a lot of YouTube, a lot of blogs, a lot of trial and error. I'd say my biggest period of learning or the closest thing I had to formal education or training would be my time with the police department. Um, I kind of went upstairs and told them I knew how to make uh, videos and take photos. And they said, that's great. And then commenced maybe like, I think two years of just pretty much making films and training videos. We had like all the assets that we needed. You know, I didn't have to do like post pre-production and model acquisition. Cause they're like, Oh, Southern Division police officers said that they would volunteer for your, um, <laughs> your like canine unit training video. What? So awesome. yeah, yeah. So I really did a lot of random cool work. I got some awards that no one will ever know about, but <laughs> I learned so much. And I consider the stuff I made for the San Diego Police Department some pretty cutting edge stuff oh that gosh. was mostly just used internally and. If you guys are familiar with, like, government entities, they're all, like, operating in 1995. So it was fun to bring storytelling to the stuff that they wanted and needed. That's crazy. That was super fun. Like, just, like, like you said, just looking at, like, government work and, you know, all that, all the crazy that is that. I think that was probably a super cool challenge. Yeah, it was, it was really challenging. I really, like, I made a video for the chief of police. That was my first project. They have this big convention called the IACP. And it goes around the United States and all the chief of police get together and talk about latest technology network and whatnot. And they're like, hey, can you make a video? So. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. And I had like, what's crazy is that because I didn't know a lot back then, anything was possible. Um, I'd say now I know how to make like a quality product and um, I tend to get overwhelmed and want to increase the budget because I feel like I need all these things to make it perfect. And back then I kind of just did it and it came out good. (laughs) Yeah. So like what gave you the courage to like go to the police, police bar? Like what was your like connection with that? Um, In college, my dad, really pushed me to start this like awkward six-month process to become a traffic controller for the police department oh really (laughs) yeah and so I literally went through backgrounds I had a polygraph and you know good Catholic kid I I passed everything at the age of like 17 (laughs) before I could get into too much trouble and I just directed traffic and then eventually after I graduated I tried like being a preschool teacher and working in that field and found an administrative position um, in the police department, thought I wanted to be in law enforcement as like an officer or something, but yeah. I'm entirely too soft for that. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so then I realized that they had their own media department and they were literally making assets and content with like steady cams and, you know, police officers have their own career, you know, not if, if they know how to operate a camera, it's by choice. Like yeah. it's a hobby. It's not necessarily something that they can hone um, hone in on and, and uh, just get really good at. And so I went up there and for about two years, they let me make stuff, which was a huge honor now that That's I awesome. think about it. And the things that I do with the police department, I have found myself doing with other projects. So we filmed like this big, I don't, I'd say it's kind of, it was like a brand portrait on the county, this small county in Iowa called Monona yeah. County. And I ended up working with canine and officers there too. Well, they were, all, they were sheriffs. So that was cool. Wow. 
what a cool opportunity I, like I love hearing the history of somebody's story like you just have no idea the no. little things that you do or the things that you like may hate doing or just really yeah fun. and it leads to something that then leads to another thing that leads right. to another thing like it's so neat it's just so awesome I love it yeah it was fun so what do you think is like what's the best part about what you do um I read this book in January because like everyone's trying to change their life beginning of the year <laughs> um and it was called the miracle morning and it really prompted me oh my to, gosh I'm doing that right now you're reading it yeah yeah it's insane I need to like reread it um but are you doing did you do like the actual morning challenge well in a perfect world I would uh <laughs> that's the goal I think like to be honest I think a lot of my a lot of the people I look up to have amazing routines and mm-hmm. you know they like it's very holistic they work out they whether it's like prayer or meditation like the whole miracle morning thing is insane but right. requires a lot of self-discipline to, to yeah, do yeah, it does. but there was this part in it where it said like hey you need to figure out what your goal is in life or like why you're here on earth right and in in order to like not like walk aimlessly and yada yada and so to answer your question that book made me kind of challenge me to figure that out and I think the best part of my job slash why I'm here is to uplift people uh, especially my friends utilizing the skills that I was given so I have a friend that has like he just started this leather company called uh, Alpine Leather Co I hope I got that name right Um, but but (laughs) we made this film of him and his partner just like creating wallets and the guy's an officer and it was just really inspiring for me to like it's easy you know storytelling for a friend or for anyone that's passionate is just the easiest process ever most of the time um so I think that's the best part of my job is just delivering something that authentically tells and showcase tells a story and showcases the passion that that person has for their trade or their craft or their journey that's awesome. I love that. That's just so, I don't know. I think that's probably what I like about what I do. And it, yeah. it is like, they know, like they're passionate about what they're doing and, you know, being able to come alongside them and help them in that is, is really such a joy. So I totally get that. Dude, Connor, like creatives don't know how to verbally express what it is they do or what, what they love <laughs> about what they do. So you really kind of like your job is probably the most challenging I'd say if you ever wanted to be a videographer, (laughs) you got a lot of the groundwork done as far as communication goes. (laughs) Right. Maybe Uh, I'll, maybe I'll uh, learn that someday. I think it'd be super cool to do that, but um, the production, like it's huge. Uh, I just talked with a big agency in town and their videographer, I look up to him a lot and he's just like, the producer is more important than the creative and that blew me away and it's so true because a lot of times like if I don't have someone helping me or like helping me lay the groundwork like I can't be everyone I've realized I can't be like sales I can't be um like case management like model acquisition I just can't do all of that and that requires like a solid producer Mm -hmm. to make sure that like the film and the day of filming goes really well well, yeah, because it's kind of like on the producer to kind of control the creative and get it out there, right? So if you have no idea, like as a creative, if you have no idea, like what you're trying to say, you know, it's like, who's going to hear your story? Um, well, like, 
a lot of people think that like I'm a solution, like as a videographer, I'm the solution to their communication problem or to whatever problem they have. But like, I don't know their brand. Like I haven't been living in it over the last three or five years. So I can't really replicate it unless I go in there and like business analyze and learn the story. And Mm -hmm. um, I think we're getting into another question. Well, we are. Yeah. So I was about to ask you when you're like working on these brand films for clients, you know, what does your process look like? Yeah, so my process up until this point is kind of it's it's kind of a uh, I forget what the word is for it. Uh, what's in my Instagram bio? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a scrappy, so it's kind of scrappy. So I literally go in there and I I essentially stalk them from the beginning of their company, and I I learn the copy. I learn I sit on the bio page. Hopefully, they have a good bio page and. I just learn as much and immerse myself in what they're doing. And then I come up with a couple strong assumptions and then we have meetings. Um, so then after that, it's kind of storyboarding, um, model acquisition, seeing what they have available um, to create a film and then improvising or adding to um, whatever it is we're filming or because <laughs> a lot of the time you, I, I have to, there's like a bit of smoke and mirrors in like creating a brand film sometimes like we have to really come up with a way to portray what it is um what what the message is and sometimes that involves like like our biggest problem was like we couldn't use friends anymore to like be our props like we actually needed people that were comfortable in front of the camera or that could kind of follow suit um in order to create these visuals yeah so that's that's kind of like a starter pack. Like that's usually what I do. Um, I've noticed that really having a lot of communication and a lot of meetings prior to the first day of shooting is really important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how would you say like you use video to help tell their story and to set them apart? Like going back to the video part. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I'm a big feeler. And so I probably spend too much time creating the atmosphere. Mm. I think that's super important. Just like um, documenting the space that they work in, um, looking for a bit of like grit for those fine detail films, whether it's like just leather scraps on the floor or um, a handshake between a client, just things like that. And then what really, what we've really realized is that narrative really drives home Mm. the story and the brand so somehow putting the maker um, or the business owner in a comfortable space where you can have a candid conversation Mm. that you can actually pull sound bites from is huge and it really helps build the video it really helps build the um the the storyline um and it also just complements it 100 percent so I'd say narrative does most of the job for us. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, then it's really being crafty, um, showing different angles and creating a holistic film. Right. Um, I like how you mentioned too, like all the details mm-hmm. because the details yeah. are kind of what thread it all together. And mm-hmm. you're able to really tell that story just by a handshake or just by the leather scraps on the floor. So that's really, really cool. And that's yeah. something that I noticed with like watching some of your um, watching some of your videos. Cause I remember when I first started working with due South, um, 
I was looking at some of the videos and it's just crazy the how it did tell us like just with like a, a quick video how it was able to really um lay the groundwork and tell a story yeah thanks yeah yeah we want to so like we want to apply give something for our listeners to do right so for them they are own, they own small businesses they're wanting to use more video in their business so what would you say to someone who's not a professional who's not a professional videographer but they have a phone like they you know might have a little app that they can use what do they need to like how do they need to incorporate video into their brand strategy and like where do they start oof okay okay i'm just gonna ramble on about this um okay there's truth in the idea that like content is content right whether it's like high quality or not like if you're telling like adding um just like some verbiage or if you're just like showing someone around your space or talking about what you're doing this week or some goals you're setting I think that really humanizes your brand and I think that's important and that's something that you can just do if you like flip the camera back on yourself and just chat Um, and then also flip it the other way and um, show people what you're working on. Um, So I think that's something that you can do with your phone. Obviously like podcasts are huge, like people actually deep dive into your brand once they get excited and once they learn more and they'll want to know more about you. And I think a podcast is just like endless amounts of that. Um, So yeah, so I think those things are great. Just getting a tripod for your phone and shooting time lapses, like as silly as it sounds, like people love sped up photos or sped up video and like seeing an end product all those things are super budget friendly um yeah you can do time lapses with the with just your iphone camera Mm -hmm. yep yeah and so um i think the next step from there is like a lot of my friends and i mean i just want to challenge business owners in general like it's not hard to shoot manual like I mean, it's not good for me and business, but if you're like scrappy and you're doing it yourself, like, especially for like realtors and things like that, like just pick up a camera and like take, like watch a couple of YouTube channels. Um, A lot of my friends, they're asking me like, what camera should I get? And I, I literally give them a Sony a6300. I believe it's like the small crop sensor camera. No, that one. thing is a beast. I mean, it's mm-hmm. granted, it's almost, I think it's a thousand dollars. I'm not sure. You can get a used one, get a 35 millimeter lens. Yeah. You can shoot some quality content with that. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it is expensive, but like, it's more expensive to like hire someone with a full frame camera to take like one photo. I, I don't right. know. Like I really want to encourage people to, get in the content creation especially if you're a creative like it's not that hard <laughs> yeah it just you have to start somewhere and just like yeah. backing all, off of that like i don't the camera you just mentioned is not the one i have i have the sony a600 yeah even the a600 so and that wasn't i think i paid 400 bucks for it on ebay so it was used and i i think i got on like skillshare or youtube and just kind of played around with the manual settings and trying to figure out how to do that. I am not a photographer. So this is for our listeners. I am not a photographer. So it was really just trial and error and learning. And it it's a learning curve, but it's worth it. Um, just so yeah. saying. Yeah. I mean, everything I made back in 2013 looked horrible unless it was <laughs> it looked cool by default, but yeah, it's, it's a learning curve and it just requires a little bit of like embarrassment here and there, but 
I don't know. It's just that camera will take you a long way. It shoots 1080p. I think it shoots like, I think it even shoots 60 frames per second. So you can get some slow motion. Um, you invest a little more in like a couple lenses and then you have some variety and it takes amazing photos. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, then there's like this other tier. Like if you're in this place where you really want to make a brand film and you can't really hire like a Helms in Austin or yeah. uh, God knows who else is out there. Like you can find someone like me or find someone younger than I am like in their trade or just in general. Um, and you can, I'd say have open communication, like tell them what your budget is, like people and, and give them creative freedom. Like I'd say, if you give a videographer, a photographer, a bit of creative freedom and some solid direction, you're going to come up with some amazing content. But um, I feel like <laughs> maybe like micromanaging and not having good communication or like having set goals in the beginning or expectations, which is also the videographer's responsibility. I'm learning that lesson right now, setting expectations and I'm um, educating the client on how even working with a videographer and agency works like right. a lot of people don't know that like there's a minimum of three edits they don't know that like additional editing beyond that actually costs an hourly wage so yeah there's a huge like setting expectations is like my biggest pain point right now and uh yeah I know how so, that <laughs> yeah yeah so I think there's there's this like you can find like a scrappy videographer and you just give them a little bit of um, creative freedom and a lot of direction with an end game um, or at least an expectation for what you'd like as a business you're a product to look like at the end yeah a lot of collab it really opens up collaboration and I think it really makes for some great stuff that's awesome I love it I love that it's just action just do it just yeah, pretty just much get, yeah. get your camera on turn your camera on and mm -hmm. just go for it and start doing it yeah, I know I've used, um, see the app I use just for making like really quick videos. Like I made an IGTV video the other day. I think I use, I think it's called InShot. Yeah. Um, like super quick guys to put stuff together. Um, and the end result really isn't that bad. Um, no. Especially when you're just getting started and looking to put content out there, you know. So, you know, like you said, Jose, podcasts are a great resource. You know, even like using IGTV to, mm -hmm. to do stuff like that is also a great resource. So. Speaking of listeners, episode eight, we it's all about why you should be using IGTV to tell your brand's story. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you should. All about the videos and apply what you're learning in this episode to that episode <laughs> as well. Um, so Jose, tell us like where you're at in your business and like where you are wanting to go. <laughs> no big deal. That's, you know. My wife and I have just been like trying to we've just been having so many conversations about like what the future looks like. I love it. Um, I got a kind of a real estate photography and videography job out here. It's more nine to five and she's just been killing it on like edits that we have left over from projects. And we were just like really talking and I'm getting like some commercial work out here, nice. but uh, we've decided that we're really going to go back to focusing on weddings. Really? Um, I need a team to do commercial work. There's a lot of heartache when I don't have like a team or, or just um, like, I'm not a, I don't know much about business. Like I'm an Enneagram number seven. Like <laughs> I really just operate off of feeling a lot of the time. And my wife like awesomely like kind of gets me back like onto 
planet earth and helps like redirect me (laughs) into efficiency because I get lost in the sauce a lot and um, small projects I kind of turn them into like documentary films and (laughs) it's wild and so and then I I I just get my heart broken a lot so yeah I need I'd love to be absorbed into someone else for commercial work possibly or or just be a camera operator and just really focus on weddings I it's still it's art to me I love interacting with people Um, it's extremely intimate and it's just um it's different. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that's what we want to do. I just, I really want to pursue weddings. Um, I that. Yeah. I really, there's, I have the portfolio, like I had some momentum in California and even started to build that in San Antonio. And um, I just want to keep pursuing that. I love that. Hey, I'm all for you being in the wedding videography business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, and I love shooting with you. So we'll yeah, I just, it's, I think I, I'm just, um, like my big thing is like coexisting with photographers, right? Like we need to like work together and I need to not get in your way. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I think that's just kind of, like, I love when people like photographers enjoy working with us. So that's oh, yeah. super cool to hear. I love it. That's so awesome. All right, so one of our last questions, and we ask this to everyone to everyone we interview, what is the best business advice either that you have received or that you would like to give? Um, <laughs> that's right, huh? Um, best business advice. Let's see, where, where have I kind of... <laughs> um, consistency is key Mm -hmm. I'm always like getting I'm not like very friendly with myself in regards to like my lack of consistency sometimes and so um I mean without like affecting your work-life balance right like just try and put something out there as frequent as possible don't change your name like 10 times like I have (laughs) um and just try to be as consistent as possible um, in regards to putting out content and also in regards to like finding your voice and pursuing that and not being too far away from it. I had like, like, uh, work, I had like ADD in the beginning. I'd shoot like coffee and then I go shoot culinary and then I'd shoot a wedding and then like yeah. my Instagram and my website just looked ridiculous. Yeah. And so <laughs> I really found, um, my voice and like, m- like quality of work in shooting um, brand films with Do South, but also I had that before in shooting weddings. So just find that, stick to it. And if you want to do something else, like it's called the passion project. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Consistency is key. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. can our listeners find you? Um, you can find me at www.praise.media or Instagram. Um, at signpraise.media or I have my personal page where I'm kind of goofy and post more of my commercial work slash just what I'm up to at oh man I don't know what it is (laughs) Uh, oh gosh we'll link it in the show notes how about that (laughs) yeah it's uh jose.jesus1988 love it Awesome. We'll definitely link those in our show notes for our followers to go follow you. See what you've been up to. 
Well, thank you, Jose, like so much for joining us today. This has been a fabulous conversation. I think our listeners are really going to benefit from your, um, from the value you've given us and from your expertise. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, the show notes will be up at contentconvospodcast.com. Uh, join our Facebook group. Um, and then of course, leave us a review on iTunes. We love to hear from you guys. Um, and next episode, we're going to, this is going to be a controversial one, guys. Our mm -hmm. next episode, we're going to be talking about how your ideal client profile could be limiting your business. So stay tuned for that. And um, we'll, um, well, thank you for joining us today. And uh, we will continue this conversation next week. Thanks for having me.